0: This is the Spapreneur Podcast, episode 140. Today's episode is brought to you by Demented Ramona. (laughs) To be fair, she has very tiny humans and they're around a lot. You can't listen to Uh, our show. Hello. So I've not been listening to things because even if I listen, I probably won't remember. (laughs) There is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. Serious spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the week and the lesson in this was i didn't follow my own advice this is the spot for podcast with ramona rice and lynn graves she is the main owner of the company i am the coo i get to be emotional right i don't all right, y'all. Hello, spotpreneurs. Welcome to the episode of Spotpreneur Podcast. I am Ramona Rice. And again, this is another episode without Sessie. I know some of you are really sad, but you know what? Mom has built her business where she does not have to be here. She has an entire team of people to do things while she goes and gets whatever she wants to do that's the business she's built and that's the business i'm hoping to help you build and i have a phenomenal co-host today because when um i gotta gotta give a shout out to team true blood for a minute so um true blood is not the, the tv series of southern vampires though i do love me a southern vampire um but this company finds great podcast guests for me. Many of the guests that I've had on the show have been introductions from them. And this is no exception. But literally all I needed to hear was that she's a Christian and the owner of a poll studio. And I was like, that's it i don't care what she talks about we want her on because that's our kind of person we have leslie lyons the founder of the bombshell movement studio in chicago and she is the host of the beyond the pole tales from the ceo podcast i love it we're going to be talking about how to be ceo and lead your team leslie welcome Romanus, to the thank the show. you so much and thank you for bringing so
1: much energy early this morning you got me hyped up and ready to talk thanks
0: for bringing me on i'm excited to be here I, I am thrilled because, you know, my mother and I, we've not hit our Christianity at all. But we, you know, our rule is we don't fuck with the money. We, a lot of our girls have taken pole dancing lessons and stuff, you know, and, and it's one of those things, especially in small, where we're like, oh God, no. And I even say, I know, I, I say who, I say when, I say how much, you know, the pretty woman line when it comes to clients. And I cannot tell you how many times the massage, they like, oh my God, you're quitting to, to the prostitution. I'm like, You need to be your own pimp, you know? So, you know, I'm like, come on, let's do it. So you're all kind of people, Leslie. I'm so
1: happy. I'm so stoked to be here. I'm like, yeah, pole dancing is everything. We basically say, though, and it's no different than what I do in coaching. I'm helping women reclaim their voice and their power, but just through sexual movement.
0: Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And I love your method of... How to really embrace being that CEO in your business? I'm a big believer that we need to step, especially women, in this day and age. 2020, we are we are um, recording this video as Georgia is thankfully turning blue. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm wearing my blue today. <laughs> Leslie commented on it. It's not, she has blue in her hair. <laughs> <I'm> just saying, <laughs> I don't know where your political leanings are, Leslie. I didn't mean to bring that up, but it's time for, and it's women, particularly, I'm just going to say it, it, after, women of color stepping into their just power of their businesses and all. And I love this, you know, thought that you have this dedication to bring like entrepreneurial women to lead with their heart and their head. And I really wanted to talk about that and how we do that when we're trying to build a team when we've created a business where, you know, I don't know how much with your clients, when it comes to service-based businesses, this isn't a product. This is literally me. I have touched these naked bodies. I have helped this skin. I have done this hair. I have done these nails. And I'm getting to the point now where I'm so busy, I can't accept new clients. So I need to hire more people, or I need someone to run my desk, or I need somebody to do that. How do I begin to trust that I can hire someone and trust them with this brand that I have built from my actions. Yeah, How absolutely.
1: Do you do and it's not easy. So let's just acknowledge that. It's like once you've been a one person show, and I know my esthetician is the best in town. Like she's waitlisted, she's amazing because she gives great service. And she was my first esthetician client. And she had this exact issue, and she wanted to do Beauty Bar. So she really focuses on lashes as a huge part of her business. Um, And so she wanted to expand that part of her business. And so the question came up with, first of all, who do I hire first? And then how do I make sure that they treat the clients and treat my business the way that my clients are accustomed to and deserve? And so we started with a conversation about Why do you do what you do? Most people who come into service-based businesses, but definitely in the beauty world, I call it the empowerment world. I don't call it the beauty world. It's the empowerment world. It's about helping women step into who they are, show up in powerful ways, right? We do it because we care immensely, but that's not enough. And this is when people are like, it's not enough. I did this because I love helping people. I, I love the human body. I want people to feel better. It's not enough. When you go to grow a team, you have to be able to sell them a bigger vision. It has to be bigger than we just help people because the clerk at Starbucks helps people. We need to get very clear on our purpose in the marketplace. And until you can articulate that Clearly, it's gonna be very difficult to attract and manage team that buy into your vision
0: I. I- I love everything about this. And I have to tell you, you know, we were talking off air before, you know, Leslie was getting to know my business here at DeStress Express. And, you know, it's always amazed me when I look and I go, gosh, we have a 30 plus team and, you know, we have longevity with our team. And I think it comes down to my mother, when she started DeStress, her biggest thing was it wasn't about finding the most talented people. It was about finding first and foremost, those individuals who are teachable and who were willing to to accept her guidance, and then the guidance of other people, and then who were willing to teach as well. That, you know, it's not up to just my mother or I to teach what we teach, that our entire team is willing to say, I've learned this new technique, let me show you. I tried this on my client. Or with this teachable heart say, when they have a client in their treatment room that they say, you know what, I'm not the right therapist for you. Let me refer you to someone who is more qualified because you're going to get the care they need. And it took a long time to develop that kind of corporate sh- culture is what I'm going to call it. And that, but we know that when we interview someone, if they don't feel teachable, we immediately, we, we just say no. And that's where we started, Leslie. And I think we did that accidentally. Mm-hmm. I'll be really honest. Well, Whether it was accidental
1: or on purpose, it's gotten you to where you are now. Your mother and her wisdom, because I believe women have innate wisdom and intuition, and we're not going to talk about that on here, but she leaned into what she knew to be true. It wasn't just about her teaching them from this ego perspective, like, I need people to be coachable because I've met those CEOs. I need people who basically, you know, worship me and my knowledge because I have it all. What I loved about what you said, Ramona, was that she was like, no, we're all teachers. That's in value. That's a value. That is something that she esteems. And so it's not that I'm a teacher. It's we're all teachers. And I expect for us not to just be teammates, but actually to collaborate and do what's best for the client. That's a value. So a lot of things, and the special thing about being women is that we do often lean into our intuition, It could just take us a little bit longer to get there and put framework around it and conversation about it. But you're there. So for the new person who's like going from solopreneur. How do they get to the place that your mom kind of. Felt like she kind of stumbled into, but I would say she leaned into. And so how do they get there? The first thing is to sit back and say, who am I? The key to leading well is you first must lead yourself. And you can't lead yourself if you don't know yourself. And so how do we go about knowing ourselves? I love it. I hear, because I'm in the women empowerment space, what we do is all about empowerment at Bombshell as well. People are always saying, lean into your intuition, lean into your intuition. But we don't give women tools to learn to trust that voice. We have a patriarchal system that is working overtime to make women not trust their voices. They're working overtime. You're too emotional. Oh, you're too You're too bitchy. You're too, oh God, would you chill? You're too, 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 too. Add your own adjective. So to tell a woman to trust a voice that the world is telling her is minuscule and small is a process. So I use the first, I actually have a 4P framework, but the first is personality, because I really want you to know your God-given talents, because all of us have God-given talents and abilities and things that you can only uniquely do well, but we have to figure out what they are. The Enneagram is the tool that I use to help you unearth your personality.
0: I'm I am a three, by the way. <laughs> in the <Enneagram. laughs> Though in college, the professor, I actually got introduced. I, I got to tell this fun story. I got introduced to the Enneagram in college and she tried to convince me I was a six. And I was like, no, there's something wrong with you. And she was a actual psychiatrist that used the Enneagram with her patients. And I'm like, your patients must Go crazy working with you because I know I'm not a six. She goes, Well, you're worrying so much. That's why you're six. I'm like, No, that's anxiety disorder. That has nothing to do with my personality. I am a three. And I just went off and to the world. But yes, I had to tell that story. So, first thing is take your test and know yeah. yourself. That's part of that. Know yourself is don't let someone yeah. tell you a different number. <laughs> yeah. Um, for anybody who doesn't know what the integram sure. is, real quick, at this point, I'm sure they do, but can you explain a little bit?
1: So it's a personality assessment. There are nine personality types and then there's subtypes and your tri-types and your stances and all that fun stuff, but very high level, it is a personality assessment. But what makes it different than like Myers-Briggs or DISC or Strength Finders is that the Enneagram doesn't only tell you what you do, it tells you why you do what you do. And so it has more of a spiritual bend to it I would say, and it's going to make you not only like strength finders. I love to use that as an example. It says it in the name. I'm going to help you find your strengths. The Enneagram is not only going to help you find your strengths. It's going to help you deal with your shadow. And as a leader, Mm -hmm. I got to know what the freak I look like when I'm under stress. I got to know when I'm not doing well, how that shows up. And more importantly, I need to be able to communicate and have appropriate vulnerability with my team about when I'm not doing well. That ain't easy for us to do, but that's I'm willing to bet you and your mom have done that because you don't keep people around if they don't know you're human. <laughs> if you don't share your vulnerability. If you're not vulnerable with people, they don't they're not endeared to you. The Enneagram
0: will help with that. I, I got I got to tell you, building a team, it, it is scary, y'all. And it's one of the, the biggest issues that a lot of my spotpreneurs that I've worked with and have met with over the years have said that's the one thing that they just figure, can't figure out. But I got to tell you, when you have a team in place, you don't know how valuable it is. And, and I'll tell a story. Um, 2006, every time we've expanded, something mm. disastrous happened. Whether 2020 with COVID, we expanded and COVID happened. I'm not kidding. But in 2016, it was more personal. The day we started on an expansion at DeStress on 2016 was February 24th. And I remember this is the day my first husband passed away. And because we as a family could not functional be here, our team was so well set up that they were able to roll with that expansion and keep going. And we didn't, we couldn't, I, I don't even, I have blocked out that time period. So I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you if there were any challenges, anything that goes on. And that I think comes from, again, that extinctual, and again, my mother is just a force. She is a force to be reckoned with. And she just knows individuals and she trusts individuals, sometimes to a fault. She'll admit that and she'll give too much leeway. But I think that's the first thing is is knowing yourself, because when you know yourself really well, you're able to trust people more because you trust yourself. You believe in yourself, you know? And so when you know who
1: you are, strengths and shadow. You can start to build a team that aligns with strength, but also complements shadow. We don't need sameness. Sameness is not what helps businesses grow. My very first boss, he told me, and he was also my very first mentor in sales, he always said, if you're going to agree with everything I say, I don't need you. I already think I have all the great ideas. I already think what I'm saying is the best thing since sliced bread. I need buffer. I need someone to see things I can't see. So let's say, for example, you know you're a three. In the Enneagram world, we never type you based off of what we see, but I've been doing it so long now that the way people kind of present themselves, I can kind of guess. When we were off camera, immediately you kind of start running down your accomplishments, immediately, immediately. Like naturally, (laughs) that's what threes do. It's like, baby, I'm here. This is what I do. This is what I've done. I don't come to play. Immediately you gave me that energy, right? But threes also need truth tellers around them. And that's what I am. I'm an Enneagram eight wing seven. I'm known as the challenger and they have different names depending upon what you look at, but I am a truth teller. I am a person who is sniffing out bullshit at every corner because for me, conflict is intimacy. If I can have a good fight with you, now I know I can trust you. (laughs) So if you know that you are the type of person that is like, I only want to focus on accomplishments. I only want to present the best all the time. You need someone around who'll say, Ramona, we actually have a problem over here.
0: It it is so true. I actually married an eight Um, for my second marriage. I know, and he does. He's very quick to go, no. And stop that. But you need that balance. But it's so true. I have always said that, you know, I used to, in my, in my first marriage with my late husband, I had a real problem with, you know, seeing what I thought were weaknesses because they were my weaknesses, but they were his strengths as weaknesses. And now, you know, with maturity and growing, I hire people, particularly in my admin roles. We have, we have a team of six for our front desk. And um, my office manager has a lot of strengths mm-hmm. that I do not have, mm-hmm. nor want to have and and it takes a lot of maturity and i think that's another again know yourself and be comfortable and trusting, because this is the problem with a lot of you spotpreneurs, is that you have so much control issues. You've got it all gripped in tight, 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 tight. You're afraid to get those clients that you know you need to get off your books because you're wearing out your body or they're not the exact right fit of what you want to do, but you can still serve them in the ways they want to be served in the ecosystem of your business, but you have to bring in another person to do that. You're too afraid of losing control. Uh-huh. Because you don't trust yourself enough to trust someone else. That'll preach. That's what
1: I always say. That'll preach, Ramona, because that is sure enough the truth. (sighs) But so how do we move from that? So let's say you do know yourself. So you've done the Enneagram. You've done the work, therapy. You've done all the things. You know your strengths. You know your shadow. Now the thing becomes going back to your mom with the teachable because that was so huge. So now, you know, that's a value, you yeah. know, that that is a priority. And every single person who works for you needs to have that. How do we bring that into the interview process? Great question. The thing is, once you have your core values, and it's typically four or five that I tell business owners to kind of really focus on. So you get four or five core values because we all have tons of values and not all my values are appropriate for me to bring into my business. Right. Right. So focusing on four or five core values, you then start to build interview questions around those values. So for example, let's use the example of Teachable. Most interviews, and a lot of people, I don't often bring this up in interviews, but I actually spent about 11 years in human resources. So before I transitioned to sales and leadership, I was in HR. And... I used to sit with hiring managers all the time and they would say, oh, we need a team player. So they would say, are you a team player? And it reminds me of, do you remember Ghostbusters? Do you remember the the movie? And the guy shows up and he's like, are you the key master? Okay. She says, are you the key master? And he's like, (laughs) no. And she slams the door in her face, right? And he knocks on the door again. And she's like, are you the key master? And he's like, yes. Come She's in, like right. In. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's the same way in interviews. Yeah. If you ask someone, "Are they a team player?" Who the hell is going to say no? Unless they're very self-reflective and want to make sure they get the right job. But most people are going to be like, "Yeah, absolutely." So how do we rephrase that? Because your mom was going after team player, but she really wanted to make sure they were teachable. So, give me an example of a time where you had to actually be a student in your position. How did that make you feel?
0: I I love this question. I love this. I'm trying to think of myself going, oh, it's been so long since I've been interviewed. How would I answer that question? But it's true and just, you know, I think like some of the questions that we typically ask is, you know, have you ever is uh, it depends. A lot of times, we, we're very fortunate. We get brand new students straight from school. They're our favorite because they have no bad habits. So we can take those babies, and we mold them, and we mold them, and we mold them. But other times, when we get the experienced therapist, those are the tricky ones because they God knows what what's going on in their head. A lot of times, I'll ask, have you ever run into an issue with a client where you didn't know what to do? how to yeah. figure it out? Great lesson. And that's... Yeah, and that's usually what I ask. Or if it's front desk, when I used to interview for front desk, I don't do that anymore. I have a person that does that for me. Yay. Um, But the, the one thing I would ask is like, you know, if you ran into a situation where you didn't know, again, what to do, how would you figure it out? And if they say, well, I would just figure it out, that's, I don't like that. But if they say, I would try to ask this question or I would, you want to start seeing if they're actually going to go through a process because it means at least on our end is that, but I love this idea of when was the last time you yeah, were students? because you're
1: going after teachable. So yeah. that's a problem solving question, which is a great question you just asked because you want to know would they be the type of person who would just sit in a silo and try and figure it out or would they get resourceful? We're trying to get at, are you actually teachable, right? So I want to know, when was the last time you were in a situation where you did not know something that you thought you should have known? And how did you handle
0: that? Oh, See, I, I'm learning right now. That is such a profound question. But look at just the simple things you just did to change what my question was into something even more thoughtful. And I think this happens a lot, you know, especially when with small businesses anywhere um, having to hire anybody, is that this is a skill set that you don't know. In fact, it's a skill set that we were kind of weak on here at our day spot. So we actually hired awesome. an HR person like a consultant to help us with these interview questions because you know and sometimes you have to admit that to yourself sometimes you get big enough or you can afford it where you can say you know what or you hire like a coach like yourself to to help you learn these skills because this is sometimes not something you could diy plus we have learned you could ask the wrong questions oh oui. wait Don't get sued by asking the wrong question. Yes. You know, or saying something dumb. I'm just saying, you know, it it happened. We've not thanked the Lord. Um, I just knocked on the wood. (laughs) Just covering all my bases. But it's it's true, Ramona, especially in our
1: businesses as entrepreneurs, because we work so closely with these people. And we're real common. That's what my mom used to say. We're real common with people. Yes. We can ask the wrong thing very easily. So thank you for bringing up that point. It is... (laughs) Consult an HR professional around these questions. But here's the thing. An HR professional, especially a consultant, is only going to have the information you give them about your culture. So, again, it goes back to knowing what's important to you so that you can tell them and they can help you frame those questions. So once you've taken those four or five values that you have and you have those interview questions, you'll go in feeling a lot more confident that you are truly getting someone who isn't giving you lip service, but they really align with who you are? Another thing is from a marketing perspective, in your job descriptions, your value should be infused in your job description. You should be saying, we stand for these things." And you know, and it needs to be clear. And guess what? It can be offensive to some people. But I don't care. Because we, are, we have a mission bigger than Bombshell. And it's gonna take me more than me to get there, right? I have a mission of impacting 5,000 women in the Chicagoland area. Like, I can't do that. So we need to make sure your job description is infused with values. So you're attracting the right people, you qualify the right people with your questions, and now let's move to they're on your team.
0: I, I love this. It's something simple that we used to do is to check out, particularly for front desk, is we would put in a question in the job interview, can you operate an iPod? And we did that one because it's really shocking. They're like, what? But two, it was a big clue into how into technology they were because we needed people who understand computers and understand things. And, you know, I also love to put in because details matter for me because I'm not a detail person. So I need to surround myself with people who really get the nitty gritty details. Again, know yourself. And so I'll put in like a mistake or some weird question. Like also make sure, can you put in the answer in your resume? Seven plus three. And the people who don't answer that question, we don't even like look at their resume. You know, you can do those kind of things. What what she's talking about here, what Leslie's talking about, and this is in any marketing, is marketing is not only to attract those people you really want, it's to say no That's to right. the ones you definitely right. don't want. Yes, it's to repel the demons that are out there and say, no, we are not coming over my threshold Not today. today. Not today, <laughs> say, no. you know. Not today. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, it, but it's true. Like, for example, if you are a day spot that is very into totally organic, um, you know, all vegan products, these are, oh that's God. a value and you need to put that in the ad. So you're not getting someone like my mother who guzzles a bottle of champagne every evening. She doesn't really, but she's close, you know, because that doesn't, she would not align with your values because you know what? It's like being put in the wrong heaven. If you're a vegan, you get put in Southern Baptist heaven where all they have is pig pick- pickings. That's not going to work just saying. So so it's kind of like that with hiring, is you need to put your personality... They need to know. The other thing is part of our hiring process here at Dishes that works really well. We do the actual sit-down interview, but then not only do we get a service from them, we yeah. give them a service. Oh, that's so good! Because people... Well, the reason why is one, we want them to know our full experience to know this is what we expect from you, that we expect full 60 minutes hands on body, that we expect these moves, this kind of pressure, like this is the standard, like this is the bare minimum we expect to do. But the other thing is people reveal a lot of stuff when oh, they click yeah. tape, the close I on. can only imagine. Yes. So now that's, that's unique here in the spa world, <laughs> I don't know if you could necessarily recommend that for every client, but whatever your service is, give yeah. them a service, be willing to oh, give them so, number one, it sets you apart from everywhere else you're interviewing, particularly if they're very talented. But two, it's just the right thing to do because that way they see this is where our standards are. This is what I expect. How are they going to know? You can tell them all you want to. But when you experience it, that's a Man, whole different That's ball game. so good, Ramona. That's so
1: juicy. Like, I freaking love that because also that's living your values. Like, it's one thing I always that's, tell people if you've ever worked in corporate, and I know most of the people who, Become estheticians haven't worked in corporate, but if you ever walk, work in corporate, they've got these signs on the wall: integrity, you know, fairness, honesty, courage, right? Courage, and it's the eagle soaring, yes. right? And yes. none of those things do they walk out in their day to day business? What I love about you and what you just said is that that is showing your values in action, which is so important, which leads to. Again, how do you motivate your team? You lead and live with those values. So again, going back to the teachable example, every opportunity that I get to highlight what it means to be teachable in the day-to-day is what I'm doing. You reward employees that show that value. When you're in your Monday morning huddle, your Tuesday morning huddle, whatever it may be in your industry, and you're saying, man, Ramona, way to go on showing the value of being teachable this week. When you did X, Y, and Z, man, and here's a Starbucks gift card for doing it. It's like you reward values-driven behavior. And what happens is people want... The recognition whatever their love language is people want the recognition they want the gift they want to be seen and you'll find out that people start to replicate what it is that matters to you so that's why lord forbid you have something catastrophic and i'm so sorry for your loss happen in your weekend. life your people know that we're not just aestheticians we're not just massage therapists but we're changing the world. And that sounds cheesy. When people see when people hear that kind of at a high level, it sounds cheesy. Oh, we're changing the world one massage at a time. But no, what is it like to actually give someone? I love to use these examples because one of the things that's close to my heart is domestic violence. But what if there's a woman on your table who has back problems because of the abuse that
0: she's? Yeah, and, and that has happened. Or we actually had a situation several years ago. One of our therapists, who's still on staff, was dealing with that herself, and we had to support and oh help God. because that—that's a—that's something. And, and the, the former HR person in you is probably going ah. But we do really get to know our staff when it comes to their family lives, and I always say my business is a 30 family. That's right. He, you've got to keep that in your mind. You have to, whether you are a staff of two or a staff of thousands, you're supporting right. families. Families who have real lives, right? That's yeah. why. And real, real, challenges, real challenges, yes. The highs
1: and lows. And we're going to go through all of those things with our team members.
0: So you have someone now, on your table, victim of domestic violence, is having back issues. You're, you're noticing, noticing the, the bruises, bruises. You're you know? noticing, or maybe she's a survivor. So she's come out of that. But she still
1: has, where's the yes. trauma? She's carrying the yes. trauma in her body. You're not just giving her a massage, you're giving her freedom. When you see your work like that, when you can tie it to something bigger, every human being wants to be a part of something bigger. So my staff knows we're not just in here heel clacking and shaking our booties around a pole. We're helping women to reclaim their voice their power. And it will make them work harder for you. It'll make them more committed to you because they're committed to the vision. And it's your responsibility as the CEO to keep that values-led vision out in front of them every chance you get. This is how, when life happens, your business doesn't take a hit. Even in COVID, let's so many places folded because yeah. their staff wouldn't come back, Ramona.
0: Right, and 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 we had some of our staff yeah. not come back for various different reasons, or they were slow to come back, but pretty much hundred percent came back. And I'll tell you what we did. The first thing is, is that when we decided to cl- we we decided to close two weeks before Virginia really shut down, and we we explained to the whole staff this is why we're doing this. This is we gave them scripts to tell their clients. We said this is why we feel like this is the safest thing because your safety, our client's safety is more important than the money. We have this phrase, my mom says all the time, put the client's needs first, the money will follow. Serve the client, the money will follow. That includes your team is your internal client. Yes, so you need to treat them well. And that was part of it. So that was number one. Number two was we did weekly check-ins. So we used Slack to keep our team all together and we were chatting with them. We did Zoom parties and that. And then when we decided to come back, we put it out there to them. Okay, who actually feels comfortable coming back? And it was all my younger ones. And we we're like, okay. And we kept it small. And we and we said, we're only allowing these people to come back. And some of them that we knew weren't gonna be comfortable coming back, we were like, no, you need to stay home and we're gonna support you on that. You have to yeah. work with them where they are the other thing you brought up was the recognition thing, the Tuesday huddle, you know, the huddle and all. What I did, and I stole this from one of my spapreneurs, Chelsea in um, North Carolina. She did this great survey where she's like, what kind of birthday cake do you like and how do you like to be recognized? And here was a big one. Do you like to be recognized publicly or privately? Because it matters to ask those, sort of, like me, I want it everywhere. Like, damn, ticker tape right? But a few of mine are like, I really like it when it's private. So those are the ones I write the private messages to. I do a handwritten thank you note when they do something great. Or my office manager. She'll actually cut out the great reviews and post that's them just so awesome. on the lockers. Just that little thing, but those little things matter, and none of that stuff costs me oh, any wow. money to do. Yeah. That's the other thing, you know. So that's just powerful. So, you know, it goes back to the good, the golden rule: How do you want to be treated? That's right. I remember my first job out of college. I was working for a company that did, um, I think, it was self storage, and the, the the boss was so ridiculous and he would always make me wash a cereal bowl in the morning and i'm like really you have a freaking maid at home you can't eat your cereal home i have to wash it so the day i quit i threw the cereal bowl at him i said you can wash your goddamn cereal bowl today but you know what it means that when i'm here i'm washing my cereal bowl. (laughs) i don't bring in my dirty dishes expect someone to get it or when they do i i make sure to say thank you be (laughs) anti-michael scott (laughs) that's the way well I i have a yeah my 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 sweet sister La Quanta she um has the ability of like a, a 6 year old the office is her favorite show so it's on constantly <laughs> and so every time she's like stop it michael stop it because <laughs> she lives with us oh, and you I'm like what are you doing the, my from the office. Okay. the office okay I thought the whole boss there. yeah no. No, I don't even remember his name. I just remember that I was like, "Are you kidding me? Leaving your gross cereal bowl with milk still at the bottom and floating whatever—that's rude." But that that, talk about patriarchal, because no woman I know would leave her goddamn cereal. She would at least rinse it out. She would have at least rinsed it out. But yeah, it's it's that. It really goes. The first P is truly figuring
1: out your personality so that you know who you are. Then you bring those values. So that's the purpose piece of it. And then you can talk Mm -hmm. about how do we apply that to our team so they can carry that mission on. And it's these little things that you mentioned, it's the keeping it out in front of them that matters. So what would I say to the spapreneur who's like, I know in 2021, I've got to expand, I've got to scale, but I want to make sure I do it in a way that feels authentic, and purposeful. It starts with truly identifying, why do we do what we do? And that sense of purpose, I can guarantee you, is going to be tied to your innate purpose, your God-given gift. What you know about yourself is your purpose. Now, it's the selling, the marketing, the leading, all kind of comes together from that place. So that's why I would tell them to start. And then once they have that, (laughs) you can have a team that's going to flourish. You're going to have a culture that's going to flourish, but more importantly, you're going to have a product that transforms. And if you want to make money, if you want to be the go-to spa, if you want to be the go-to esthetician, you're the go-to lash place, you must be telling a story that resonates with people at a whole nother level. And I say this, and I know we're not talking about marketing, but it it kind of came in my mind. And so I want to bring it up. My aesthetician sure, I asked her, I said, you know, what do you guys struggle with the most? Like, how long did it take you to get to this point? And so she told me the story, oh, you know, and I call it the stories of like. Back in my day, I used to walk and walk to school uphill both ways in the snow, right? Uh huh. <laughs> so it seems to be, and you tell me, Ramona. But it seems to be in the beauty industry and in, in the services industry in that esthetician world is kind of like this: you pay your dues, you know, hard. Oh, for and sure. Then, okay. Oh, for
0: sure. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Very rarely, we, we've only had one situation, we've had two situations in the last like 20 something years we've been open, and it was actually two men um, that just were so phenomenal out of school that once the women discovered, that was it, and their books were filled, okay? And there's a lot of reasons for that I can go into you know and we've talked about him on the podcast particularly henry henry like henry is not even working right now and we've got a wait list like oh, at the ying podcast thing, they're, episode, they're so i can him. hear about henry <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Hen- oh, Henry. Yes. So, <laughs> but again, he knows his why, and He knows what he, what he does and what he, what he's purposely doing. And, you know, talk about that, but you know, it, 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 there is a lot of the pain, the dues, but I think a lot of it is, is that, you know, once you know yourself and you know, the kind of clients you want to serve, you know, why you're serving them, you're going to be able to attract those clients. And here's the thing though. You've got clients on your tables right now that necessarily, let's say, for example, you are someone who really wants to work with athletes and manage their pain so they can continue doing the sports they love to do. But you've got a couple of great moms who have been at your business forever and they like just a nice relaxation Swedish massage. And it's not that you don't love spending time with them. It's just, that's not where you're supposed to be. You may need to consider opening up, uh, you know, additional space. So you could bring in a relaxation specialist because your athletes could use that once in a while too. And then offboard those clients. And it's hard because they're going to want to see you and they're going to whine and they're going to beg. Trust me, we've talked about this y'all. They, they want to be with, you, but I love you. You're my favorite. That's great. This person's going right. to be your new favorite because what they really love is the ecosystem right. of your business. It's the reason why whenever we've had a massage therapist leave, Their clients rarely follow, rarely. And it's not, and we don't do non-competes because we just don't bother with them because they're not enforceable in Virginia, number one. And it's just a waste of time and paper. But number two, it goes back to the trust factors. Like I trust that our business is so good that the client is going to go to whatever Bobo Spa you go to next and be like, nope, that is not the DeStress Express experience. That's right, Um, that's right. And again, you've done
1: such a great job. You and your mom have done such a great job that the clients see the mission. The clients see the value Yes, and it all trickles down. It it all trickles down. So when people are struggling in their business, I always go back to, do you know who you are? And are you clearly articulating your why? People buy your why. And so the more that you do that, the more that you keep it out in front of them, even if somebody leaves, I'm bought into the vision. I'm bought into what they do. I'm bought into the bigger picture not just the individual. Now that doesn't mean that it doesn't matter who your teammate to team member is. It does matter. But the thing is things change. My business will still be here. People go and go, come and go all the time. My business will still be here. Clients need to be bought into that vision. So kudos to you guys. That's how I know a strong business because I'm not impressed by numbers. Let me be, here's the eight in me. I'm not impressed by numbers. I'm not impressed by big spaces. I'm not because I have seen hot ass messes that are just huge stinking pals Like my little twelve week twelve week Rottweiler left me in the crate this morning, just like, oh <laughs> yes, new baby even pile of mess. Right, <laughs> that doesn't impress me. But what does impress me when I see a business like yours that is large and the vein is from the front door to the heart of the CEO. So kudos cool to you. Oh, yes. As you can always tell. Oh, yes. It's how the staff treats you and it's what the clients say about you. Here's a litmus test, if you will, for spapreneurs out there. Can your clients articulate your why? When they're recommending you as their massage therapist, can they tell the story of DeStress Express?
0: That's so good. They can do that. That's so good.
1: You know, you have a business.
0: I, I just, just seriously, so many value bombs, Spopreneurs, This is episode one hundred and forty of the podcast. You are going to bu- want to bookmark this episode. You are going to want to sit down and listen to it three to four times. And here's why: there's been so many value bombs that this incredible woman has dropped down on you that I you are going to want to write note after note after note because she is that good and you owe it to yourself. So if they want to know more about you, Leslie, where can they go? So the first thing I would say is if they just kind of want to figure out how do they lead,
1: right? What does my leadership style lead to? You don't have to go buy books and all of this. I actually have a free quiz on my website. LeslieDLions.com, And basically you can determine, do you lead with your head? Do you lead with your heart? Or do you lead with your gut? That'll start to give you some ideas and some uncovering of who you are and what those values are. So they can go over to my website. It's completely free. I'm not selling them anything after it. It's really just my gift to help them get focused for 2021. Um, also Instagram is where I play. Leslie D. everywhere. So. Yeah, I would say start out with that so you can figure out these values that Ramona is talking about. Teachable was one of them. How did you get to that point? Let's get to that point faster. This quiz will help you get there.
0: Love this, love this. And um, again, um, I will have the link to Leslie's website as well as to the quiz at spotpreneur.com. Um, Leslie, I always like to leave our guest with this final question is what makes you feel wealthy? Ah,
1: my grandchildren.
0: <laughs> See, my- Oh, the <laughs> Sessie would agree with you. <laughs> that The grandchildren are the gifts from everything. Yes. Looking at them grow
1: and they're little people. Um, two, my daughter has Irish triplets. She literally has a set of twins that just turned two. My middle grandson will be turning three this month. Twins turned two in nice. December and my oldest grandson is seven. So wealth for me is seeing them happy, joyous, and fulfilled. Family's wealth for me.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. Leslie, again, you've been the most phenomenal guest as always, the team at True Blood. Thank you. I'm just going to give you a free shout out. They're not sponsoring this episode or anything, but I just, they always send the best guests and you've been my favorite. Everyone's been my favorite, but you're definitely someone that I am going to be following and listening to your podcast because I have learned so much from this episode. Again, Spotpreneurs, I hope you have learned so much from this episode. And again, if you want to connect with me, um, head over to Facebook. We have a free Facebook group where I love to interact with Spotpreneurs and talk about what your challenges are and celebrate your victories. We also have a weekly live video show where I'm going over a topic once a week, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Mondays inside that group, head over there, it's free. Again, there's no excuse for a lack of knowledge in this day and age when so much information out there is free. So stop complaining, stop whining, get your ass up and get to work. Leslie, thank you so much for thank coming you, on the Ramona. show. I've been
1: inspired by that. Closing talk, up like like, hell, can I join the group? <laughs> yes, of course you can. Please do. Again, Ramona.
0: <laughs> Need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction? Head to SpaPreneur.com, where we've got the tools, tricks, and methods to make your spa as successful as it can be. SpaPreneur.com.